How's everyone's last few weeks? How was everyone's Valentine's Day? Did anyone do anything fun? My room, I think, what did I do? Amelia and I? Hey, you went on vacation. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I was in Miami, but that wasn't for Valentine's Day. We did a girl's trip. That was really fun. We did a girl's trip in Miami from the Thursday to Sunday before Valentine's Day. And then actual Valentine's Day. Oh, actual Valentine's Day. Amelia and I were friends with the girls who live above us. So we chilled with them, drank some wine, and watched Summer House. Honestly, I feel like in the past, when I've been single on Valentine's Day, I've been kind of like sad, but I was like totally content with um, my Valentine's Day. Carlo loves love. I do love love. Wait, you guys had much more. I want to hear about your Valentine's Days. Tell me about those. Sure. Uh, Mine was really, really fun. Um, So as you all know, I am seeing someone. Mr. He went all out, guys, like literally went all out. So Valentine's Day was on a Monday this year, as we recall. Um, It's crazy. Like I get so confused with the days of the week lately. I feel like I've been just running like so busy lately. But yeah, so Valentine's Day was Monday. So Friday, I came back from school right before Shabbat and we spent Shabbat together. And upon coming home from school, there were like flowers and chocolate covered strawberries and a teddy bear just like waiting for me. It was so, so. It was like, you have perishables. Oh yeah. Oh, can we talk about that? I got an email from my building security desk and I was in class and it said like, oh, you have a perishable delivery. And I just literally was like, this has to be like flowers or something but I didn't want to get my hopes up. And I texted him. I was like, I just got an email from my security desk saying I have a perishable delivery. And he obviously was playing dumb and was like, oh, I don't know what that is. That's so funny. Like maybe your mom sent you something, which my mom did send me something, but that was like totally separate. My mom sent her special sugar cookies that she makes for every holiday. And they're the best things in the world. I love Cynthia. I say it every episode. You can ask my best friend, Daniela. She is obsessed with these sugar cookies to the point that like every time my mom makes them, she has to bring a batch to Daniela's house, which she did this time around as well. But (laughs) back to Valentine's Day. So I came home Friday. It was so nice. Like all this stuff waiting for me. We spent a really nice Shabbat together. And then on actual Valentine's Day, we went out to dinner and we went to the Knicks game, which was really fun, other than the Knicks losing, but it's a great uh, time. I know. It was super fun. As expected, I ran into people at the game that I knew. So that was kind of their way to like also meet the guy I'm seeing. It was super exciting. fun. Have a lot of your friends met him now? Honestly, at this point, a good amount of my friends have, I think. Verdicts are good. I think so. I mean, most of my oh, friends. Oh, and he met, who else did he meet? Oh, he met my parents and uh-huh. I met his parents and his sister, Shout uh-huh. out to his sister, who is a listener of this podcast. But yeah, I love them all. We had so much fun. My parents love him. Um, so it's it's exciting times for, for me. Yeah, Libby, I want to hear about your Valentine's Day because it looked super fun as well. Yeah, so Valentine's Day or one year because basically it was the same. But basically, we did everything as scheduled that I mentioned in the last episode. Loved our 8 a.m. Sedels. It was just as good. Some venturing out in Soho. And actually, 
like Jack and I were together and he's like wait how cool is this place and like shows me this video and it was like ice and I was like oh my gosh like can we go that's so cool he's like I already made a reservation it's like you're so thoughtful so we went to this like place called Harriet which is like all the drinks are made out of ice and they like hand you these jackets so we went there like before going to the restaurant which I remember I said I didn't know if we were going between two places ended up going to reserve cut I never really ate steak before I vibed like I was having a great time the steak was great yeah so that was fun and then kind of just made breakfast and chilled the next day and that was pretty much that but it's been fun and he actually is meeting our intern of our podcast this coming weekend which I'm super excited about because we've been friends a while and obviously Jack and I have been like together enough time and she hasn't met him because she lives in Buffalo so shout out to Inti finally making her way to the city and meeting Jack. Is Inti meeting Jack a bigger step than Jack meeting your parents? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't feel nervous about this you know meeting yeah. my parents I was nervous about that <laughs> that's so funny because it's such a big step I feel for significant others to meet like the really important friends in your life so weird too because I don't know if you guys know this but so Shelly shout out Shelly great shout friend of mine Shelley, love you love her love Shelly and um actually good luck to her because she is moving soon she got a new job in Florida so sending love to her but she was in Philly at school and Jack was in Albany at school so we started talking in October of last year and they didn't meet until late June wow that's so long wow right so yeah like she was she also met him like technically late and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of my other friends too, but it was just so, it was such a crazy concept because they were like in different places and now we're all in the same place, but now we're about to not be in the same place again. So do you guys have a relationship status update for the week or is the Valentine's Day update the update? Anything going on this week or maybe the next week that's exciting? Um, yeah, no, I was, I was at the BBYO International Convention, which was like actually super fun. Um, I've been there now twice. I never went as a high schooler. I've been going with the sorority that I'm involved with. Um, So it's been really fun. Every time I go to these conventions, I'm always like, why didn't I do BBYO as a high schooler? Yeah, why didn't you, Maxine? Because it was really fun. I'm sorry, hot NCSY Maxine and BBYO Marla. Gotta go. I, I did NCSY as a high schooler and I literally love, 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 loved my experiences. It really shaped my religious Jewish identity like did so much for me as a person and like that I like my kids like the face of every Jewish org you're like like the face of North Shore (laughs) but what I will say and like it literally was so incredible but what I will say I feel like BBYO almost does like something so different and so crucial for Jewish Mm -hmm. kids like I was so impressed by the kids that I met at BBYO they were Mm -hmm. all such leaders so confident in their shoes like they would come up to talk to me and I was just 
blown away by the fact that this was a 15 year old like you feel like you're talking to someone your own age they're so mature they have such strong like heads on their shoulders they're passionate about their Judaism like Mm -hmm. I felt like BBYO was like a very social Jewish environment like these kids were all such proud Jews from all over the world honestly it was such a cool experience to be there I was there this past weekend and I was there a couple of years ago and I I want to keep going back like it's such Mm -hmm. a like it makes you excited for the next generation, genuinely. Because I feel like a lot of times we talk about, oh, like Gen Z, like in such a bad way. And we talk about like today's high schoolers in, in such a bad way. And I feel like when I go to things like this, I'm not scared. Like I'm confident that we have strong Jewish leaders growing up and becoming what we need, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was it was an awesome experience overall. Like I loved meeting all of these kids or teens. They call them teens. Yeah. they're so these these teenagers honestly I feel like Maxine your side hustle should be like promoting all these Jewish like organizations like I think they're so important the way Maxine talks about things you're like I want to go you know or you're like I want to redo my childhood like thanks I don't want to redo and you know I'm very happy about my childhood it was great but like the thing is is that I just think that involvement is so crucial especially for the next generation and like Mm -hmm. even people our own age like anytime I hear about a Jewish cause a Jewish social event I'm very active in JNF and other organizations out there like just being involved as a Jew I feel is just so important you build such networks you make friends that you want to spend as much time as possible with I I recommend everyone find something that they're into because it's so great yeah. Totally agree. Libby, so do you have anything else for your status update or is Valentine, like do you and Jack have anything it's coming up? Honestly, it's NT, you know, and also just shout out to her. She's been incredibly helpful with this podcast. With yeah. My brand. Um, if you guys have noticed, she's been posting a lot, which is great. And I'm just really excited for her and her own social media journey. And yeah, that that's my update. Jack, Jack's cool. <laughs> oh oh wait I'm actually dumb sorry guys I got sneakers he got me these incredible sneakers that I've wanted for so long they're like they're really the panda, cool the panda air jordans they're right so, they're so cool. and yeah so basically he's making me a sneaker head one step at a time get it because it's a shoe <laughs> the oh ha huh? I'm an idiot for a second when you said get it and I was like, well, yeah, obviously Libby sneakerhead, like no shit, but sneakers, but you're, that was to one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. One step at a time. I would say that in um, the short version of my relationship status of the week is that I'm still single. We're going to make a compilation of every week going, I'm still single. I'm still single. I'm still but single. And then the one episode she's together. not, it's going to be like, I'm actually seeing someone. And then we're going to put them yeah. together. But the the longer status update is that so well in the past two months I've been on like five dates. Yeah, so two were really before and I like wasn't really into them once I saw them again after Israel. Two were both setups by friends, which I've learned maybe even though that's how my parents met, maybe it's not for me because neither of these setups went well. I set you up with someone recently. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the ones I'm referring to. Oh, you can't say that, Maxine, because then he's going to know that it's him. 
It's so I, don't think, I don't think he listens to it. Okay. And even if you do listen to it, shout out person. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like, it wasn't like no, these dates were person. bad. It was just like, not for me. You're it entitled just, yeah. to not vibe. Yeah. They were both fine. It just like not. They have not your best. Vibe. I had your best interest in mind, but I think yeah. we'll explain a little how this setup came to fruition. This is a guy, very sweet guy, who I went on a few dates with, and I personally did not vibe with in that way. Um, and he texted me. What was it like a week ago? Mm-hmm. A week ago, he texted me. I saw his name on my phone, and I'm just like what <laughs> and he was like hey or no he texted a couple of weeks ago as well and I was like hi like I'm seeing someone lol like not sure if that's why you're hitting me up essentially and he was like oh cool congrats like good luck with that like you know whatever and then texted <laughs> but me. I like your friends but then since you're single a week or so later which I guess was like last week and basically was like oh um I see you're close with Marla like she's pretty like basically it was like can you make it happen so I he came to check in on if you would date him realized that wasn't an option and then was like actually your friend's cute let me be ballsy and actually ask you first of all respect for you to ask someone in your prior history for their friend because usually I dead those people Mm -hmm. oh yeah like in high school in high school that was the only time I ever got messages like that and I'd be like oh my god you can hit on my friend I don't know. I didn't well, see like, it as thing, like at all. And like, whatever you yeah. get shot and you, it's, you didn't see it and that's fine. You know, yeah. like, I felt bad because I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to say I'm, I'm someone that's on time. I'm usually five to 10 minutes late to about everything I do, but I was actually running like pretty late to this day and I felt really bad about it. And then so literally out of the five dates I've gone on in the past two months, only one, I like actually had a really great time and we were supposed to go on a second and kind of got like ghosted to the second date but it was a reminder as to why I don't date guys who are younger than me because they don't have I don't know if it's maturity or consideration or what it's like he seemed really into it like I had a great time he had a great time and we had a second date set up and that he kind of ended up changing the plans last minute and we didn't end up meeting up but it was like I'm a big girl like if you just weren't interested anymore you could just be like Hey, I know I said we were going to go out again, but like, you know, thought it over and I changed my mind or, Hey, I'm actually not free tonight anymore. Like let's figure something else out. Like, and that, like, I wouldn't have cared at all, but it was the fact that it was like the night of our date and I still hadn't heard from him. And I kind of reached out being like, what's up? And he was kind of like, Oh, can we actually like play things by ear? If you're an adult living in New York city, working a full-time job, even if you're not working, if you're going to school, you know, that time is so precious. If I clear out a Saturday night for you, and then you go ahead and the night of you're like, oh, never mind. Then I'm like, well, I could have made other plans. And so it was just annoying. But it was a reminder as to why I don't date younger guys, because they don't have the consideration just to be like, hey, I changed my mind. And like, I would have been cool. But instead, I just like wasted and not I didn't waste a night. I had I made other plans anyways, last minute. So it was fine. But men, if you're listening or girls too, like <laughs> send the if you're not interested don't ghost. Just like send a rejection text. I send rejection texts all the time. <laughs> not all the time. That's not a rejection. Marla will send but, you a template. Yeah, if Actually, I'm not into you. I'll DM you know. Marla and she'll send you a rejection text. Or if you're really lucky, you'll get a rejection voice note, which I did one time. I think we need to give people like a nice template because 
I think ghosting is disgusting. Fear blame. Yeah. Wait, wait I'm literally not kidding. I'll read out a template right now. I've so been ghosted. I usually say something like along these lines, especially if especially if it was like a good date, but it just wasn't the vibe. I usually say something like, hey, I had a really great time with you. I do want to be honest, though. Even though I had a nice time, I'm feeling more of a friend vibe than a romantic one. Just like that. Like, right. and you that's know, I'm fine. Like, it's so fine if that's what you decide you want out of that situation. And like 90% of the time, they're not going to become your friend. And that's okay. Right. I think most of the time people understand that you're not saying let's be friends instead. It's just kind of like a nice way to tell someone you're not interested. Cause I'm not going to be like, Hey, sorry, I'm not into you at all. But you know, sure. I mean, like, listen, at the end of the day, it's totally fine. Like the whole point of dating is to figure out what you want. And so yeah. not everyone is going to be your person. You're yeah. trying to find yeah. one. Or if you don't want to confuse someone and you don't want them to think that you're trying to be friends, you could, you could take out the friend part and just be like, I had a really nice time, but I don't think I'm feeling a romantic vibe from, from and this. And that's so normal. Like, that. like yeah. it might sting in the moment, but at the end of the day, like you don't have someone sitting around wondering, like, am I going to see them? And also like, if you have plans with someone, like do not wait until the day of to either confirm and or say they're not happening. Like, and if you texted yeah. me the morning of to be like, to either change the plan or say he's not interested like that would be fine but the night of like that's just so not considerate to my it's time it's so inconsiderate it's so immature I just think also just like ghosting in general is disgusting yeah so all of you if you don't want to be considered a schmuck boy don't ghost people or schmuck girl don't mm-hmm. ghost people be upfront and honest about your expectations or your intentions if you want to do something or not because like Marla said like People living in New York City, like, and anywhere, really, we're always busy. Our time is so important. And, like, if someone's going to clear time to get to know you, you better clear time for them. Yeah, 100%. Or just be upfront about it. Yeah. And then I feel like the last part of this extremely long-winded status update that I have to add in is that, so I did mention the last time I gave a status update about a guy that I met when I was in Israel. And that's kind of why dating has been weird for me the past two months. So basically, this guy I met when I was in Israel, and we have been talking every single day since I got back, which was the beginning of January. We've like FaceTimed a bunch of times, and he's you know visiting America for Passover, and he's going to visit New York, and I'm probably going to see him when I go back to Israel this summer. And it's just really hard because as I'm dating, I'm going back and forth in my head. Like I have days where I'm like, where I am so into, we'll call him medical school boy. I'm so into medical school boy that I'm like, I don't care about anyone else. I don't want to see anyone else. He's the only one I care about, like literally blinders on. But then I also have days where I'm like, what if things are different when we see each other again in person? What if, what if it doesn't actually lead to anything? And it's really scary to put, to feel like my, my roommates were literally joking around. They're like, oh, your long distance boyfriend. I'm like, no. No, it's not real. Oh, you're not in a relationship. In yeah. But it like, it's scary. To, it's scary enough to put all your eggs in one basket, especially as someone that's gotten burned so many times by guys. But especially when that basket is like 5,000 miles away, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard because I'm like, well, what if this time passes and it doesn't work out? And then I'm like, well, did I just waste five months, like giving them all my attention to this one guy. But at the same time, if this guy is as special as I feel like he is slash could be then maybe it is worth it and the more I go on dates the more I'm like he's the only one that I want 
So, Mm. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm literally, it's the two-month countdown to, like, when I see him again. But it's hard to date when you have someone else on your mind because it's, like, you can't truly emotionally and mentally, like, give other people your full attention because in the back of your mind you have someone else for sure and that that's like super difficult because like you know that you want that person yeah how how can you focus on other dates have you guys been texting a lot we literally talk every single day oh my god or and like if we don't talk we like send a few snaps or like we facetime probably at least once a week crazy oh nice and like with the time difference too to be able to do that is amazing it's effort yeah exactly it's hard I'm gonna try not to get too ahead of myself because technically we haven't spent more than a week in person together but it does feel like things are pretty mutual between us so we just kind of have to see what happens (laughs) well we wish you the best of luck we are excited to be along for this ride so excited to hear more So that's my status update. And hopefully the next time we have an update, we have other more exciting things to tell. Our updates will now be more timely because in the past we recorded them at the same time as our episodes, but now we are recording them right before we launch. So you guys will feel really up to date in the group chat. But another funny thing that happened this week is Libby and I went to Chabad Chelsea for Shabbat dinner. And also if you ever are looking for Shabbat dinners to go to in New York City, The three of us go to different Shabbat dinners all the time. It's always fun. So definitely hit us up if you're looking for places to go. We can give you suggestions. Maybe we should cultivate a list. We should. Schmuck boy boy Shabbat dinner suggestions. Yes. You heard it here first. But so Libby and I went to the Shabbat dinner. It was really great. We meet a bunch of people. We ended up going out after. And then we're trying to figure out our next move. We think we're going to go home, but it's, this was, it was really, really cold outside. So we're like, let's just go into this McDonald's and like be warm while we're figuring out like Uber or plans or whatever. Ends up being a line to the McDonald's bathroom. And me and Libby are at the front. And this guy and this girl come up to us and start talking to us, but like more, a little bit more so Libby, basically asking to, if they can cut the line. The guy's kind of like negotiating on the girl's behalf. And Libby goes, like, she has small bladders. She has small bladders. And Libby goes, are you Israeli? And he goes, yeah. And Libby's like, I could tell from the way you were negotiating. (laughs) They spot him out by a mile. (laughs) And then we check his Facebook and guess who he's friends with on Facebook? My sister. sister. I'm dad. I was like, you definitely kissed Marla's sister. Be honest, be honest. She's like, no, I don't know her. (laughs) I just friends with lots of people. I was like, no, 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 no. You you kissed Marla's sister. Don't lie. He did not think that joke was funny. They were cool. But did did you end up letting his friends cut you in the line? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. But Ah. it was just funny because literally it's like, I don't know, maybe one in the morning in a McDonald's and it's me, Libby, and like four Israelis just like, playing Jewish geography like they're Persians they're they live in Great Neck oh god (laughs) yeah but we're really excited for the guests that we are bringing you guys today and we think you'll love her as well I'm obsessed with her she's so cool so honestly if I can express how amazing she is like guys she's younger than us by a mile and beyond her years with her wisdom 
We are really excited today for you all to meet our guest. Her name is Emily Austin. She's a sports journalist, actress, model, and social media influencer from New York. She has worked on various films. She's worked with multiple popular brands and has even been published in a variety of magazines and on billboards. Uh, for work, she interviews athletes from all different sports, like at the NBA, NFL, and more. And we are so excited to have her here. So welcome, Emily. Welcome, Emily. Woo! Thank you, guys. I'm really happy to finally be here. So excited. I mean, obviously, with all things in life, we have technical difficulties at moments, but guys, we're here. Schmuck Boys is alive and better than ever. So how we start our podcast every week is we kind of just give like a relationship status of the week. So it could be something that currently happened to you, whatever's happening in your life right now, single, not single, just so we get a gist. Yeah. I've been single for quite a bit. Um in my industry, it's really hard to have time management. And like, if I really have time for myself, you know, yesterday was a perfect example. I did not eat, not because I don't love food. I'm Jewish. I love food. Like, <laughs> I'm Iraqi. Okay. But I, I was. Mom, so by the way, busy. fire food. Fire yeah. food. This is an absolute ad to go to Emily Austin's house and eat her mom's chocolate. You guys are all more than welcome to join whenever. I was literally so busy. I didn't have time to do my homework, which is why I was so tired this morning. I woke up at six to do something that had a deadline by nine. So at 830, I submitted it, went back to sleep. Like, I don't have time for myself. So now I'm like, imagine I had a boyfriend. Well, thank you for sharing. Now, we know, like, you kind of just touched on it. Obviously, it's really important to find a balance. So how do you find a balance when it does come to either dating or your personal time, because obviously what you're doing is very time consuming. Like, how do you manage your time? Listen, eventually if something's important enough, you make time. Even if you don't have it, you take something out of your schedule and you put something else in your schedule. But um, I'm not in a situation right now where I find someone worth giving time to, but when I do, it's going to be like, more of a, hey, you have to be accommodating that I'm going to Super Bowl and I'm going to Cleveland for All-Star. And then I'm going to Miami to meet this person. And like, they have to just be cool with that, like the time and the distance. But like, you know, if I meet the right person, like I'll make that time. Definitely. I feel like it's always about making time. And like, especially you in college, you take that for granted. You have all the free time to like see your friends, like walk over to like, you know, the apartment next door. And then you get into the adult world and you're like, I have to make time to even see the people that I live with, yeah. especially pre-pandemic. So like, crazy enough, Emily actually is in college right now. She's only 20, which still boggles my brain. Oh my God, I didn't even I'm know mind that. blown by that, by the way. Yeah, just really quick for everyone to know, Maxine and Emily actually went to high school together and are only just making this connection now. Wait, Maxine, did we ever actually like attend school together? I don't know because when Libby told me where you went to high school, she's like, oh, she went to, and I literally go, yeah, what? Like, I did not make that connection. Did you graduate when I was a freshman? I graduated 2015. From high school. So I was class of 2019. So I just missed you. 
You literally um, just missed me, yeah, because I graduated college. I've probably years. seen you on the wall. <laughs> on the wall. Yeah, maybe we should like go back and visit and see all those like pictures all over the walls because that was ridiculous. <laughs> but your school puts like pictures. Freshman pictures still there. People send me pictures. It's not it. Like I'm embarrassed that they actually it's have a phone. <laughs> Someone I know went back to visit our high school like a couple of years ago and saw a picture of me on that wall and. I literally I was like, you. you're outside of the chemistry lab. Probably. I don't know. Maxine is definitely the chemistry type of girl. So yeah. chemistry. Oh, that's why I'm in law school. Yeah. Like hey. math and science. Totally. Totally. Oh, flex. Yeah. flex. She had to flex. She's, oh, in she's a Jewish school. lawyer next. Yeah. I am a Jewish lawyer. Gerald <laughs> Cohen approved. We get it. <laughs> We love it. We love it. But, but, okay. So good to make this connection finally. We love to love see that. it. Guys. Yeah. Now, can you guys talk a little bit about going to a Jewish high school? What was that like? Was there like a pressure of getting married, like growing up and going to a Jewish school early? And like what was dating like then? Uh I mean, I think her grade, she could go ahead after, was very different than my grade. Um Personally, it was funny. Two days ago, now all my friends are engaged. Uh, two of them are married. One of them has a kid. My <laughs> best friend got married last year. It was her one-year anniversary. My other friend got engaged two nights ago. And then my other friend's in a... Oh, she's engaged too. And then my other friend is in a very serious relationship. And um, I know all the, like, the great neck girls are like all in serious relationships. They're probably getting married. And I'm just like... I thought I wasn't getting married for all of you, <laughs> but I also wanted to be a doctor then. I was pre-med before I went into, um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Nobody does. I don't really, it's weird to talk about it. Cause everyone's like, so have you been dreaming of doing this since you're four? And I'm like, no, I want to be a pediatric surgeon. Like, I still do. I just, it's not in my cards right now, but I hated it. Honestly. That's well, so, so, but what did you think when you like saw all these relationships? Like, did you grow up with the mentality? Like, if I'm not married by this age, I'm a failure or. Um, kind of not a little bit like what happened to my brain is my mom was married really young. Her sisters. When, how old do you know? My mom was married at 21. Wow. Like she had me at 22. Wow. Um, my dad was older, like my thirties, five years older, I think. Um, her sister was married like 24, the other sister was like 25, my grandma was like 20, my great grandma was like 16, <laughs> so it was just really young, like I met my, I met my great great grandma, like just to show you how young we actually, wow, that's amazing, really special though, wow. it is, it's cool, and like I always thought, I thought I wanted that for the longest time, mm-hmm. I had a high school sweetheart, we dated many years, um, I thought we would get married. I don't know. And then we got to college and I was like, changing my career path. I don't have time for myself. Definitely don't have time for you. He felt that, like the fact that I didn't have time and we just broke up and it was fine. But then since then, it was just like, I literally just can't. But all my friends are dating and they're all from my high school. It's not like my friends from the community. So yeah, I definitely felt like it was strange because in high school, we used to go in gym class and be like, all right, who's getting married first in the group? And everyone looked at me and it was just crazy to think. I'm also the most like maternal one in my friend group. Like they're all married. None of them really want kids right now. I want a kid like soon as get married. <laughs> That's wild. I'm from the more like conservative Judaism upbringing. So I have a lot of friends that are in relationships, but like 
not I'm 25. None of my friends are getting engaged. I would say at least for a year. Really? So it just yeah. So just like so wild how obviously within Judaism you can just have completely just range. different worlds. Yeah. And it's funny because in my grade, what you were saying, it is a little bit different. There's definitely a mix there, but funny enough, in my grade, it's all the boys that are married now or engaged. It's like mind boggling. Like I'm sure you've heard, but literally like I have like my best, best friend in the whole world just got engaged and I'm like so excited for her. And I'm like telling you like a bunch of the girls are married, engaged, having kids. There are a few couples in my class like my graduating class that are now either engaged or married to each other like it's just so crazy to me and a lot of but it's mostly the guys that have been getting married like all of a sudden out of nowhere so but I definitely feel you on that like weird pressure that definitely existed especially like junior senior year like oh who's is anyone going to get engaged around graduation like what's going to happen like I was out here thinking about promposals and you guys were thinking about what dress you were wearing at a wedding. Like, cool. cool. In retrospect, I wish I would like not have, I mean, I wasn't worried. I just thought it would happen. Right. Like, you know, it didn't bother me. I think that's more of like a, a great neck and queen stigma. Well, do you think if you, if you went back in time, I guess this question's for both of you. If you went back in time, do you think you would have ended up not having had that mentality if you went to public school like growing up you think it would be a little different if I went to public school I could safely say I have zero Jewish values because my my Jewish friends in public school are Jewish by title which is fine like there's nothing wrong with it but till today I never broke kosher I still for the first time in my life I I left my house on a Friday night because I had a really important work thing to do felt like crap the whole night First time, I'm 20 years old. My friends are clubbing Friday night. My friends used to go Friday night dodgeball, Friday night disco, Friday night ice skating. Never. It wasn't a question. It wasn't an option. In North Shore, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel FOMO on a Friday night because everyone was doing kiddush. I never felt like Saturday during the day I've had any FOMO because everyone was doing it. Right. So that was like nice. And I have a feeling if I had stayed in public school, I probably would have just like you know, came to a point where I was like, screw it. Like, I'm sick of being the only friend that's not going to this event. Or like on a Friday night, all my best friends are hanging out. Like, I feel like, cause I was also younger, I wouldn't have wanted to do it. Sure. Yeah, no, I literally yeah. could not agree more on that. I talk about this with my parents all the time that like, thank God we went to a high school where you felt so included when you were trying to be more observant and like myself going back and forth religiously all throughout my life up until now and where I am now. But, you know, in high school, I also kind of ebbed and flowed. I went from being like more observant to less and more. And at all times, whenever I was at that point, like it was cool to want to learn more. It was cool to, you know, want to stay in on a Friday and have your friends come over on a Shabbat afternoon and everyone walked everywhere. Like it was definitely. And I always say, like, I was able to be involved in as many extracurricular activities as I wanted to. Like I was on like three sports in high school and yeah, Yeah, like it's (laughs) cool like that because you never have to even worry like, Oh, my practice is going to be on Shabbat. And like, if we're observing, I can't go because never would there ever be anything on Shabbat. So like, because of that, I was able to grow as like a human being and a leader because I had so many open doors for me. Yeah, that's true. 
I totally get that as someone that, so I went to public school and there's, I had a pretty big Jewish community in my town, but not religious Jewish community. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm not that religious, I was still one of the, like one of the most Jewish people out of all the Jews that were in my high school. And a lot of people are definitely, obviously there's nothing wrong with being disconnected religiously, but many, many of, I'd say the majority of them are, you know, after the bar and so that was it for them. Okay. So something else we want to kind of weave into is not just being Jewish in school, but also right being Jewish on Instagram and having a following. What is it like for you to have this larger following on Instagram, but also be Jewish? Do you think it's a ex- different experience for you than other people? I will show you. Go on Instagram. Oh, guys, they're getting an interactive from we're about to see what the Instagram of an influencer looks like from her end, everybody, just so you know. Guys, she just got 45 notifications. Lots of spam in my DMs, that's for sure. I have a personal favorite. We're shouting this guy out right now. Free clout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So for those who don't know, it said um, F word is real. <laughs> this in a response to this story. Holocaust survivor. Oh my God. That is so messed up. The world is so disgusting. Do I care? Three followers, zero posts. Hmm. Delete, done. (laughs) No. But the fact that there are people out there like that is frightening. It's like, I can't imagine hating someone because they chose to praise their God in a certain way. That's literally how I look at it. It's like, you want to pray five times a day? God bless you. You don't want to pray. You don't believe in God? Okay, questionable, but you do you. But like <laughs> to hate somebody because they choose to like wear a kippah on their head and like wrap to fill in and believe in one God and follow something that gives you faith in life is beyond me. Like how people are just so like, like fan energy, like just leave me alone. <laughs> you do you, yeah. you know? And then like the whole Dallas synagogue thing it really scares me. It's like, imagine I go to temple and I'm praying and then somebody holds me hostage for it. I don't know. It's just, and then being on Instagram, it's like for a really long time, I tried not to be politically involved, but then I realized this is like not even politics. Like this is my identity. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to stand up for it, when like push comes to shove, then like nobody will. And then I realized the reason why something like the Holocaust happened is because people like me were just talking like me, like, oh, I don't want to get involved. Right. Not my problem. They're not going to come for us. But then I realized that's what happened when people thought like me. And a lot of my friends too, like a lot of my friends, like with huge followings that are Jewish won't post. A lot of times when the whole Israel-Palestine conflict was happening, a lot of people in the basketball world, especially were posting free Palestine with no context, just free Palestine. So I would message them like straight up. I was like, Hey, what do you know about the conflict? Oh, no, nah, bro. Um, you know, my teammate just asked me to post it. Hmm. Like, so you just posted it. You, you know, nothing about it. And you posted it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like say this stuff to them and they're like very taken back. Cause they're almost like, Whoa, like I feel like I'm being attacked, but I'm not saying right. attacking manner. I'm just they don't expect it from you because yeah. they, you know, you're portraying so much of Judaism on your page that they don't expect you to be the one to speak up. So I think that's really great that you use your platform in that way, especially when you aren't known as necessarily like a Jewish creator, right? Mm -hmm. But you still think it's important and your duty. And I love what you said about it being your identity. 
Yeah. Like, to me, that is so special because you want the people who follow you to know who you are. And that's a huge part knowing you and like being friends with you. That is a huge part of who you are. And I love that you're just like truly yourself and that you don't hesitate. Like, I'm sure you hesitate to think about how you're going to word things, you know, but I think you, you do a really excellent job of that. And that's why I think it's so important to have you on here because even when it's like, you know, Jewish dating or like anything about Judaism and, and portraying it, like you are the face of a Jew and you promote Judaism in a really healthy way. So when, yeah, when you said about your identity, I love that as well. And it reminds me of, I don't know if you guys all follow um, Jordan Tilge, but she has like a, a thing that she's posted on Instagram before where it's like, don't ask Jews to like debate Israel. We are Israel. Mm. And like, that's what it reminded me of. It's like, yeah, like it's a literally a part of our identity. And you're not just like trying to debate policy. You're trying to debate the literal existence of something that is like the root of our entire people's identity. Yeah, a lot of people say like, anti-Israel is not anti-Semitic, but they don't say it's a Jewish state. Like, although there's Christians and Muslims and every single person on the planet that might not be Jewish, that's like our holy land. And the fact people try to deny it, like, oh, but it's not personal to you being a Jew, except it is, and people don't get that. (laughs) It's just as insulting. It's the right to Jewish self-determination. And I think that that's so incredible that you are so outspoken and comfortable speaking about this so publicly because we need people out there that are proud Jews and that, you know, know how to support one another because it's a very scary place out there. Like, I don't know if you were still in high school when, um, when our high school had that cyber attack, but that was crazy yeah. for those who know. Were you in high school still? No, I, I think I was two years out. But I remember everyone was like really afraid because not only was it a cyber attack, apparently they had access to every person's uh, home address as well. They did. Yeah. So they were scared they were going to go like house by house next, which is reasonable to assume. And it was it was like swastikas all over the website. Right. Yeah. Basically, for those who don't know, our modern Orthodox Jewish high school, I guess it must have been a year or two ago, um, a hacker took over the school website and made like swastikas and like all like holocaust kind of like videos and they were changing all of the like profiles of the faculty to like awful awful things and they said like your database has been hacked like we have addresses like people were really scared like there were a lot of really crazy things happening then and like people were speaking out and people from all over the world really were like posting about it on social media. Like this can't happen at a Jewish high school. Like this is such a clear target. And it was, it was awful. Like, and and it was rightfully so condemned by many. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it was a big deal because it should have been, I go to Hofstra now, there was like a swastika or something like just drawn somewhere and they made a huge deal out of it as they should, like they sent a mass email apologizing, condemning, we're going to investigate and find out who did this. And it's just the ones that stay silent that are doing the harm, which like I said, for a long time was me, but like, now I'm going to make it a point to be like an advocate for Israel and Judaism and Zionism and try to educate people, first of all, to stop disassociating Semitism and Zionism. It's the same thing. And, you know, it's just our job to educate them because if someone doesn't know can't blame them for not knowing because we need to tell them. We have to teach. And I think it's so important too, what you said before, going back, like 
And you mentioned you felt so guilty about going out on a Friday for a work-related event. You know, what's that like for you? How did you push yourself to do that? Because Shabbat was like so holy for you. And then I know you and I have talked about this too, but being kosher, how does that affect your balance? So hard. (laughs) So the Friday night, this was just the worst like night of my life. I'm not going to say where or when. Listen, I I know God will forgive me. I I don't get stuff. I'm going to continue to do good. But um, this night was honestly like, it's so funny because if anyone was around me that's not Jewish, they would have zero idea what I'm going through. Zero. So Friday night, I had a basketball event to work and I can't like, I'm starting. I can't be like, Hey, I can't come at Shabbat because I'm so happy to even have that opportunity. And there's maybe like a million kids that would be more than happy to come and scoop that opportunity for themselves. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I spoke to my parents. I'm like, guys, like I'm missing Kiddush. They're like, what, where are you going? I was like, Barkley Center. Like, it's so bad. I felt so bad. But then the worst part was then, whatever, I felt bad. I get to Barkley Center. I was like, kind of down, but doing what I have to do. I'm like, all right, guys, mealtime. So we have chicken parmesan, plain chicken, chicken and American cheese. First of all, there's two things wrong with that. Chicken part alone, I can't have. And then the chicken and the cheese, I can't have. So I did like an Uber Eats, but all the kosher places were closed Friday night. So I got like miso soup or something. And I didn't want to be like that person. It's like, oh, I'm kosher. So because I'm kosher and a hundred people are not, get me a kosher meal. No, yeah. I don't care. I'll do Uber Eats. But like, they'll be like, Emily, why aren't you eating? Oh my God, the chicken's so delicious. And then if like mm-hmm. I care enough, I'll be like, hey, I'm kosher. And then 50% of the time, the answer is what's kosher. And then I'll be like, do you know halal? And they'll say, yeah. I'm like, okay, the same way Muslims keep halal, Jews keep kosher. And it's very similar, like to, for the most part. Um, I really, I really wish I would have known you were in Brooklyn needing kosher food because I live right there. Um, so in the future, if you ever find yourself stuck in Brooklyn, you know, to hit me up because okay. I, I got you. I mean, like I keep kosher with uh, meat and I don't mix meat and cheese. I'm the same way. Yeah. So like I could definitely order myself pizza. Yeah. So I'm never problematic about it. But like, for example, I work with, you know, basketball. So all these basketball players will like order Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and yo, could you drive me to Chick-fil-A? And like, and then I go, oh, I never had Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You never had Chick-fil-A? And I'm like, what am I going to eat there? Fries? I can't have the chicken nuggets. Can't have the the cheese whopper. Like, I just can't. That's so valid though. Still on the realm of like sports, but dating in sports. Do you think men act differently with you on dates because of your sports knowledge? Um, just men in general. Okay, where's my mask? Hold on, I'll show you something. I wear this mask. These are my masks. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> Miami Heat. Another mask. Oh, I thought I was going to say something mean about boys. Did anyone else? <laughs> no, I kind of expected it would be like sports related. <laughs> um, so I have like Brooklyn Nets masks, Miami Heat, New York Knicks. Like, and then when I wear it, it's definitely an easy conversation starter just in general. And they'll be like, oh, what do you know about sports? Name all of them. What do I know? And then they look at my Instagram and they're like, what do you know? <laughs> oh. so it's really funny when someone like, especially like on campus, they'll just be like, oh, Knicks fan. And I'll be like, no. <laughs> oh, Nets fan? I'm like, no. They're like, so what do you follow? I'm like, I follow the whole league. And they're like, why? And I was like, oh, because I work in the, you know, 
field. And they're like, no, you don't. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't. You're right. I don't. <laughs> so, and then they'll like look at my Instagram. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. And it's funny because, like, also, I'm, I don't even know if Libby follows me on Twitter because, like, I didn't start. I don't, I, you know, I had to delete my Twitter. Oh, you know yeah. That's bad. She's like a Justin Bieber fan page. <laughs> it's like, I love you, Justin Bieber. I love you, Justin Bieber 182. Justin Bieber, please follow me 56. The same tweet over and over. I couldn't even get creative. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Continue. So I go on Twitter and Twitter is definitely more sports and politics related. So I'll join like what's Twitter spaces, which is like what I call the new version of clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'll just dominate the room. And it's funny because in Twitter, I'll probably be like one of the only two women in the room talking about sports. And then when I'm done speaking, it's like silent. They're just like, Whoa. Like the guys are so like, how does she know? And it's just like, come on. Okay, so we're going to start our game, Cute or Cringe, and just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind when we give you these statements, whether you think it's cute or Or cringe. So our first Cute or Cringe, when a guy says he respects your Jewish identity on social media. Cute. I think respect is, like, huge, especially when it comes to something like Judaism, for someone to, like, off the bat, just be like, oh, I respect your Jewish identity. Respect. (laughs) okay cute or cringe when he opens the door for you like always i love even if it's not your dating person like i feel like when men just hold the door for you i'm like thank you even (laughs) women do it's just a nice thing to do yeah that's true (laughs) okay cute or cringe a guy wants to meet your jewish mother only after a few dates uh he's initiating the meeting yeah um that's a few dates. What's a few? Three. There's a very fine line between cute and cringe. I know, right? I know. Hey, three dates, three dates to meet the mom. Damn, I'm so not experienced in dating. Oh my God, let me just think if I was dating. Cute. Okay. I'm not after three dates. Like I also feel not. like dating and call, like, like, I didn't really start like dating until like after I graduated. So I get it. I feel like dating in college is different than dating in like, yeah the real world it's like cute because they're not going to be like ever in a childish relationship and after three dates I feel like I don't know if I like you or not mm-hmm. yeah something we talk a lot about on this podcast is a lot of times it being cute or cringe has a lot to do with if you're actually into the person or not yeah, yeah. yeah. otherwise everything's cringe yeah like if you're not you're holding the door person, yeah like every uh-huh. single thing is going to be cringe no matter what without fail but okay next one cuter cringe he wants to come support your sports broadcasting event when he can't see you and so he surprises you and shows up cringe no Mm -mm. no surprises no surprises during work right no like especially wait so what was the first half you said he said he can't come but then he surprises you he wants to come support you even though he can't physically see you right because you're up in the booth he surprises you and shows up okay fine line again cute if you guys are serious if i'm dating you and you're going to show up unannounced major cringe but like i guess if this person's my boyfriend that's cute but like we're talking about dating so it's cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough okay cute or cringe when he asks you to skip a work event for a date cringe and uh like that's the end <laughs> Never. Next. I knew you would say that. No. 
And the last one, take us away. All right, cute or cringe. We love this one when he sends to fill in picks. Oh, <laughs> we love it. Hot fire, hot fire. It's a hot in here. It is, it is. Okay, so next game on a scale of one to schmuck boy, or, you know, what would you do? Sent in from some of our listeners. Okay. So the first being when he comments on the amount of food you're eating. Mm, I've had that done to you before. Um, Same. Horrible. That's, uh, I would say like eight, eight out of schmuck boy. Would you, would you talk back? Would you be like, how dare you? Or, or what would you do? I was, the woman was too stunned to speak. Like I literally <laughs> was just like, what was I? Oh my God. It was, Did you just use TikTok trend to answer? <laughs> I just remember when he was like, wow, you can eat. I was just like. Yeah, I'm human. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't eat for 48 hours, but cool. <laughs> Almost want to be yeah. like, yeah, maybe you should eat more. You're looking a little small. Like us saying that to them. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you should eat more. Like, I don't know. I was once with a guy who, whenever I would like eat something, he'd be like, Yeah, like, are you going to eat all of that? Like, oh, oh, I was like, Excuse oh. you. Like, I was once with a guy that when I took stuff home, like, it was just like, Never take food to go, guys. I don't know. Apparently, it's cringe. You know what? I, I like taking my food to go and I'm very happy when somebody says, Oh, like, do you want to take it to go? Like we can take it, to, you know? And I'm just like, then I feel comfortable. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's see next on a scale of one to schmuck boy, you see your ex in public and they pretend not to see you. That's like the worst. That's like schmuck boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's like the absolute worst. Cause that's childish. My biggest pet peeve is being immature. Like just stop. That's <sighs> so bad. Okay. I feel like this one is very popular across anyone that's ever gone to college. And it's funny because this is the type of thing that is so common. You don't even like think it's a big deal. And when you're in college, but then you graduate and you're like, how did I let all this happen? When yeah. a frat boy, a pie, maybe ZBT, maybe just a different frat boy, hooks up with your friend and then tries to hook up with you. Okay, I can't say I've been in an uh, even closely remote situation because I'm even, to be honest, I don't even know a frat boy. That's just off the bat. But that is like the worst. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know if someone said that to me. I would just be like, okay, I'm too addicted to TikTok. You know that blinking audio? Do you guys like, see why we're friends, by the way? I love like, it. You know that audio where it's like blinking? Where it's like, I can't even, if I even try to do it, I'm going to say Oh, like oh, oh, with the eyes where it's like, no, just, no, no. It's just two drops. No. Just hey, fever. <laughs> just hi, fever. We, ha we have two TikTok queens here and I'm just like, eh, what? This one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, if someone said that to me, I would just be like, if that happened to me, I would like school them. I'd be like, first of all, you can't just like do something with my friend and then do this to me and expect me to not tell her. Like that is so rude. Libby, do you know who you sound like? Are you new here? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Maxine and I went to college together, actually, and we were in sororities that were like 
friends with each other, but also like low key rivals with each other, which is only so when crazy. it came to recruitment. Okay. Yeah, only- other than that, we were best. Was a, yeah, but there was a there was oh my god, I can't even tell you the amount. Did you guys go to college? UMass. We went to oh, UMass. Cool. I can't even tell you the amount of issues that frat boys, specifically AE Pi, caused for our sororities, both like against each other and within. Like, there was so much drama because of guys hooking up with like half the girls in the sorority. Like, yeah. And we we just let it happen. We just let it happen. And it's funny because, again, like if this happened in college, like if this happened now where one of my guy friends or a guy like hooked up with my friend and then tried to hook up with me, I'd be like, what are you, what are you talking, what are you doing? We're adults. But like in college, it just like, you just let it happen. It's literally so funny that Marla, like I just literally remember like us like hanging out with like different fraternities and like we would almost joke around being like if someone was seeing one guy they'd be like oh like they have something with AE5 tonight like do you think he has an AE5 girl too like yeah that's what it is it's a cult I feel like Emily in a sorority would be like unmatched I would be like thrown out because I wouldn't deal with like (laughs) stupidity (laughs) the drama (laughs) oh my god Okay, so the last question of this game is when he's in your apartment, let's pretend you have even an apartment or you're together and he gets a hinge message notification. Oh, are we like exclusive? No. I feel like you're like seeing each other, but you're not exclusive. You're like hoping it goes. Yeah, I would be really bothered, but I wouldn't say anything. But that's like rationally speaking that's like four out of schmuck boy let's say schmuck boy is 10 that's like four Mm. um but what about the added layer about the plants are like that night like she's like see you tonight oh that would hurt again it would hurt but it's unreasonable to expect someone that you're not exclusive with to exclusively be with you i'm so happy you said that though that's so important i feel like a lot of girls are like no but like it's like, you gotta lay down the law. I'm girls. <laughs> you gotta lay down the law, though. Yeah. But, like, obviously, yeah, it's okay to be upset. Like, right. I wouldn't say anything because, like, what right do you have to say something? But, like, yeah, obviously, I'd be upset, especially if I, if I like the person, I would be. If not, like, go. Have fun. Go. Honestly, <laughs> you can really <laughs> test your emotions there. Like, does it bother you or not? And then you know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we always end our episodes. So those two games are over, but we always end with asking our guests, what do you classify as a schmuck boy? What's your own definition? Um, someone that thinks like they're just too good to be with you and like you're lucky to have them when it's just like supposed to be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And like basically a frat boy would be like a schmuck boy. <laughs> I feel like just they're interchangeable terms. You heard that, girls? Yeah, yeah. Everybody listening, stop talking to that situationship who won't tell you anything. Well, Emily, thank you so, so much for coming on today. And like having a mix of serious to fun to dating to all kinds of different things that we touched upon today. We truly had a great time with you. Is there anything else you want to share? Anything anyone? No, I'm happy it finally came on. And where can our listeners find you on social media? Okay. So on Instagram, it's emily.austin. 
Twitter, Emily R. Austin, TikTok, in which I'm boycotting Emily R. Austin. Um, basically, if you search my name, it'll probably come up on all platforms. Amazing. Amazing. Give her wow. a follow, you guys. You definitely want to. Show her to. some love. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at schmuckboysofficial or email us at schmuckboysofficial at gmail.com or follow us on TikTok or do all of it. Our TikTok is at schmuckboysofficial. Or we actually need all the above. Schmuckboys out. Woo! Because you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck Boy